Hi everyone and welcome to another powerful conversation. I'm really, really excited to be joined by a dear friend today, which is a very unusual treat. Um, I've known Aisha for many years, so I'm delighted that she's agreed to join me um, on my powerful conversations with powerful women. I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Aisha, because I know you can do a better job than I can. So thank you for joining thank me. You. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Yeah, we've known each other, I can't think how long, since probably I moved to Tunbridge Wells, which is probably over 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm Aisha, an angel artist. I paint angels. Um, I had two galleries to begin with, and... Um, have decided to go full-time into painting angels. So that's what I do now for a living. It's amazing. So tell me a little bit about how you ended up going through owning galleries and then um, into being a full-fledged artist. Yeah, well, it all started right at the beginning when I was actually a healer and I was healing someone. And um, the woman that I was healing actually... um, needed someone to help a part-time in her gallery that she was setting up and I said oh you know I'll I'll come and help you out a couple of days but found out that I absolutely loved being surrounded by art and what a beautiful tool to um, heal and transform people I mean the joy when you're selling art I don't feel like it's selling you're you're giving people something really beautiful and then from there after working with her for about five years I moved on to open my own gallery And I was an artist painting for her and selling my works through the gallery. But when I opened my own gallery, um, yeah, that got put on the back burner a little bit because it it became very, which I was really pleased, very successful in a short short space of time. Um, And then I decided after about 14 years to give a little break and um, which I took time out and then that was when my mum died and which was lovely though in a, in a healing way um, and then I opened another gallery um, yeah not to do it again but during lockdown is when I came to the conclusion um, that I wanted to revisit my art I'd always sold my art through the years yeah. but um, I felt like it was a really important time for me um, to revisit it and you know, do it full time now, which is, you know, been amazing to have that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So what's what's the I mean, obviously, you're a very artistic person. So what's the difference do you feel between um, selling, if you like, or uh, putting art into somebody else's life and creating art? How does your relationship with the, the image and the visuals change depending on who the audience is or? Yeah, I think um, I'm really lucky because as an artist, when I've sold my works, I've met people like yourself, who've got, you know, and it's really lovely engaging with the client and how they respond to a piece of art. Because I think, you know, um, when you're selling a piece of art, it is a really personal experience because normally people do have an emotive or emotional reaction to art. And um, and it's lovely to witness that even as the artist. Um so I'm very fortunate fortunate to be meeting a lot of my clients through the galleries and stuff. Um, but I think selling art um, and finding the right piece of art for someone's home is quite separate from creating it because I think it's lovely to see where the art ends up, you know, um, but selling it and it's it's almost like you're trying to match or marry a piece of art for that person's energy. And I used yeah. to know people used to come into the gallery um, and they used to look at a piece of art and I think you know they used to be really drawn to something that was really you know 
that spoke to them, I'd always find out that they um, matched or they were wearing the colours in the painting or something. So there is some sort of subconscious healing benefit, I think, when mm. you're selecting art. I don't think it just should be a picture on the wall. You know, it has to, because you're going to look at it every day and it's speaking to the subconscious, like a piece of music, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I answered the question, is that sort of? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I've, I find it really beautiful. And I think that's the what's really interesting about art is sometimes, um, I suppose, because it's, it's a visual medium, it's very hard to articulate it in words because for me, it, it um, art evokes a, such a deep visceral feeling, particularly when you properly connect with it. And for me, it can be quite binary. It's like, I love it or I hate it. And I really yeah. know which ones I don't want and I would never want on my wall. Um, but it was like a couple of months ago when I saw one of your angels and it was like she was speaking to me through through your your email and, and the image of it there was was so powerful. And I was like, and then when I asked you what the, the piece of art meant, I was like, whoa, that's a little bit, um, that's like weird that it just, that's exactly what I needed at that point in time. And um, the colours as well. I think yeah. when I look at that angel and when you said that and you holding her, um, sometimes it's just an energetic thing. You know, when I'm painting the angels, they're not like, oh, I'm going to paint an angel today and this is what I'm, and I, I design it. You know, a lot of people, when they're creating art, they might have reference points, whether it's flowers or nature or, you know, my reference is going within and tapping into my subconscious or my higher self. And I always believe when I'm creating an angel, even though there's a print run of them, um, I always believe it speaks to someone's higher self or there's a message there for them to connect with and they will hear that message. Sometimes I really hear the message, like when I'm creating a piece of art mm -hmm. or an angel, you know, I end up start laughing because I can see their personalities come to life. And when I think of the purple flower, Angel Viola, I do see you in that painting. I mean, she she is you. And um, so it's a lovely journey when I'm creating the paintings, you know, to, um, you know, bring through this energy from the divine, as I see, it, or the universe or however we want to look at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not like I look up angels and there's a reference and I sketch it out. I mean, sometimes I sketch out, I have a vision and it starts sometimes, oh, you know, I, and like if I haven't painted for a while, it feels like I'm almost getting bombarded. Like and right now I'm preparing for the Mind, Body, Spirit Festival and I haven't painted for about three weeks and it, it kind of festers I'm getting bombarded by, all right, I've got to do this and I've got to do this and I can see the painting. But as you're going on the journey, like any journey in life, it kind of changes along the way. So yeah, I can see how they, how you connected with that piece, yeah. Yeah. And also what I hear in that is that um, as an artist, particularly the way that you do your art is that there, you probably couldn't have a, a set structure. It's not like you get up in the morning and you say, right, from nine till five, I'm going to paint because it doesn't sound like it would work like that. It's literally the, the, the art is speaking to you and that energy is coming through and then you're channeling that onto the paper. Yeah, I think that's so true. I think art, obviously, painting or being a creative, for any creative, isn't a nine to five. But I think it's really important to show up in the studio. Um, you know, 
I do think that's important or going for a walk drawing inspiration because I look at inspiration from flowers buying a bouquet of flowers or sitting in nature um I think it's when you when I create stillness you know that that space for the the energy creative energy to flow through mm. us um and I think sometimes when I'm bogged down with so much admin and stuff you know I kind of feel this urge to want to paint. But if, I, if I'm if i not feeling it, I do try and show up in the studio, whether I'm pottering around, clearing the decks and then getting a new canvas and, you know, playing around with colours or colour palettes. And then I think that's that in that quiet space, um, the ideas come th through. If yeah. yeah, but I also try and start my day with a meditation, which is, you know, another way of channeling the energy. Yeah. yeah. So I know I, you're a meditator as well. Yes, I know exactly. We've had well, we've practiced together as well. But um, I, I, what I find really interesting is like for you know some people that listen to this might um, put themselves more in like an analytical um, doing type of a bracket where where life happens and you know they can get caught up in in all of that. And I think there's some really strong lessons to learn from somebody like yourself who is creative and who is able to connect with their their inner self and there's loads of lessons to learn learn from that yeah. and I, what, what I what I hear hear from that is even if you're you're busy and you're doing that just taking small amounts of time to to show up and do something for yourself is like it really a really valuable life skill and tool that ultimately helps you be happier and healthier and all those other benefits yeah that's so true I think showing up is such a big um part of it I mean just showing up for yourself I mean and it's not denying that in yourself you know I mean it could be you know you're if you're working nine to five and you're busy and you're quite in an analytical world you know just showing up to do your garden or bake a cake is a creative expression, you know, or um, sometimes fashion and, you know, or listening to a piece of music. I think creating sacred space, mine has always been the arts. I mean, since I could pick up a paintbrush, it's mm. my way of, you know, creating that space and meditation. You know, it's just a big part of my life. Even when I traveled, I always had a sketchbook and, um, but I find it very healing and very therapeutic. So I think color for me is very therapeutic. So, yeah, I think that, that just showing up in, in our lives um, or creating space, what, however busy you are. I mean, as an artist, I'm, you know, I still have to do admin and I still have to create a business. I mean, yes, I can give it over to a gallery that does a lot of the marketing, but I still have my own clients that I want to sort of, you know, nurture and work with and, you know, do my website. So, you know, it's not just, you know, floating around as such. You have this kind of life, you know, structure in a business. I think a lot of artists, when I used to run galleries, did used to dump their work at the door and think that's it for me. And I, I think, no, you have to show up as an artist. You have to take responsibility, especially if you're starting out as an artist. You know, you have to put aside a marketing little budget or put aside some time to go and if you don't have a marketing budget hand out flyers about your art it is yeah. really important to do all of those kind of things um but I advise anybody that's spending too much time in the analytical world is to be creative yeah you know whether it's a coloring book 
use that other side or that other hemisphere of the brain to, you know, tap into your intuition, the movement, the flow, the creativity. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's definitely something about even just mindful colouring. You can get some great yeah. little colouring books and a small pack of, of pens or crayons in your handbag. And actually, it's a really, really therapeutic way to just calm down for a few minutes. Yeah, I'm trying to, I do this workshop called Soul Expressions, which I'm trying to take online. And at the moment, I actually don't have enough time to do it physically. So, um, but it is a lovely way where I've had people come, you know, adults, um, you know, they've done a 40th birthday and they are, oh, I can't paint, I can't draw. And by the time we finished all the exercises, because it's really not about being able to fundamentally draw a flower. It's about, you know, tapping into your intuition, like painting through movement, painting through sound, painting through eating. Mm. And the artworks that people leave with are absolutely amazing. And I'm not just saying that. I'm absolutely yeah. gobsmacked at some of the finished created pieces. And I think, wow, you know, there is an artist in everyone, I believe whatever mm. how wh however whatever the avenue you go down as being a creative yeah yeah and I and I think it's you know I'd like I'd like more people to be able to have the confidence to um you know to really go with something that is out of their comfort zone and you know not worry about what the outcome looks like um, but oh, I suppose, that's, <laughs> yeah, and I suppose that's the same. It was just picking up, in, I was picking up in my head when you just said about as an artist, as, as somebody who's creative, having to do all those things that um, are part of having the business and to be showing up for your art. Um, have you had situations where you found it hard to step out of your comfort zone and, um, you know, sell your art or put yourself out there? I think when I ran the gallery, that was, I really enjoyed change. I like to change things up. And um, a lot of the times, just even setting up a gallery in, you know, on a high street can be quite daunting. You know, you mm. need the courage to do that and think, because you can always go down the what if, yeah. you know, avenue or the yeah, but. So I try to stay away from that. But stepping into an artist full time, Again, I, you know, there was another kind of lot of fears. And a more, my motto in life is like, how hard can it be? Or, you know, what's the worst can happen? Mm. I've said that from traveling or going to different countries or setting up a new business or even closing a business because I don't ever see it as a failure. It's always yeah. like, okay, what can I learn? Or this isn't right for me on this journey anymore. So, but now I'm kind of committed full time to painting as an artist. Um, it's funny what shows up in your life. I feel like that, you know, by staying present, the next thing comes to you. As long as you're staying focused and positive, but it comes with its own set of fears, you know, when you're, yeah, um, yeah I mean, but that is always the, the biggest fear that I have is my own inner critic and my yeah. own, you know, the outside world. I mean, you just have to keep working on yourself. Um, and just overcoming those kind of fears, but showing up as an artist for myself, you know, I love it, but it is ch challenging at times. Um, yeah. I think with any business I've had self doubt, you know, um, is this going to work? Um, am I doing the right thing? And, but you know, you overcome those. And I think it's about that journey, isn't it really? Yeah. Cause you, you, know, cause you work for yourself as well. So it's, yeah. Um, yeah. 
So where does your strength come from then to be able to just keep pushing forward and not worrying about what might happen? Okay, so I've said this for many years because in 1991, I went and did Vipassana and I always talk about meditation. And I know people think, oh, you know, to sit there for five or 10 minutes, you know, is I, I enjoy sitting for an hour when I have the opportunity. Um, but I would say the strength comes from meditating um, because you find that stillness. And when you raise your vibration from meditating, you attract, it's the law of attraction. You're going to attract that vibration because a lot of people think the law of attraction is like saying, oh yeah, I want this and it's just going to come to you. Well, if you're carrying um, self-doubt and self-belief and fear within you, you know, you're not going to draw that in. So it is about finding that um centeredness and yeah. really staying with it and it doesn't you know you you're gonna wobble because you need you need to come off of that in order to sort of see you're going to be challenged you're going to have resistance to doing things you know and you just kind of feel the fear and do it anyway I love that motto as well yeah. but I think I think my inner my inner strength is really following my heart and listening to my gut that's always been a big one and if something doesn't feel right I won't do it but I have to make sure that that's not fear just creeping in and thinking, you know, um, it's more to do with just being finding that still and then listening um, and thinking, right. But, you know, courage is, is, and confidence is always a big one. You know, I think yeah. for everyone starting out in business or creating and stuff, because I think creativity is so personal. Everyone's on this, you know, as artists, I'm going to talk about not the general, but as an artist, you're exposing really a part of your inner world and your connection maybe with angels or the landscape or the sea or flowers, whatever you paint, um, abstract, which is what I used to do. And you're exposing that inner self. It's a very vulnerable place, but I think yeah. it's worth it because there's so much reward and satisfaction out of it. Yeah. But it, as you say, it still takes lots of courage to be able to, to do that um, and lots lots of work, which I hear the meditation has has done. Um, and when I hear you say that um, 1991 for your first uh, sort of meditative or Vipassana um, experiences, I, f I feel like I'm I'm decades behind. And that's not the point. I'm on mm -hmm. I'm on a, I'm on a journey. And wow, what an incredible journey. And I know that. Um, for many people out there, um, the thought of any meditating is overwhelming. And you already have mentioned, you know, whether it's just five or 10 minutes. Um, yeah. Benefits are, are so, so, so strong in all areas of your life. Yeah, I think because um, not everyone's a sitter still, you know, I can sit still for hours and I love that because that's I'm a starer, you know. But, you know, for people, it might be fishing. It might be running. You know, you can be meditative when you're you know, creating food for someone, you know, it's, it's just finding that kind of place where you can shut the mind down yeah. or not, you know, you're never going to get rid of the thoughts. They're going to come and like life comes at you, but it's about how you react to those thoughts and not listen yeah. to that. And I think that's what meditation does really in besides raising the vibration, it, it really helps you become aware of, those thoughts aren't real. That's the ego mind. That's the, you know, the inner critic. And what is real is that whisper, that quiet yeah. thought. Like, yeah, you got this. You can do this. And um, that's the thoughts that we need to be listening to. 
Um, but I think with meditation, even if you don't sit, even if you can take five long deep breaths or 10 long deep breaths or mm -hmm. one deep breath just to connect with the present moment, you know, just start somewhere, um, especially yeah. when life can be overwhelming, which is it is a lot of the times for a lot of people at the moment, because, you know, we're just being bombarded by lots of stuff externally. Um, and you just have to find that stillness. I think it's, it's, you know, it's helped me, whether it helps somebody else. Like I know someone that says he runs and that's how he clears his head. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm not a runner, so I'm not going to start running. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> but I think I don't think anyone should look at where they are on their journey. It's just I think I used to work in advertising when I left school and I don't know how I got into the job, but um, I got into advertising and I remember thinking to myself, this cannot be it. It was in London and I was like, oh, OK. And I think when I started traveling, I felt I had to I don't know what made me, but I knew that there was something more. And I think I've always been that way, you know, looking at healing and from such a young age. Uh, which has really informed my work and my mm. art, you know, I guess. Yeah. But I don't think anyone should judge where they, whether they've just come into meditation today, as long yeah. as they're on that journey is quite nice. Yeah. So how did you come across angels as a uh -huh. sort of a theme for your paintings? I think actually from very young, which, um, I mean, from a very young age, it, or every single birthday card that I sent to people in the family, I always used to draw an angel. And it was this certain angel and, and people really looked forward to it. And then I started painting them when I had my first gallery. And they used to sell and I used to call them funky angels, which was collage and writing. And, and I really enjoyed doing those. Uh, and then I moved away. I think the gallery got so busy. But before that, as a very young child, I was always connected with but other beings and it just sounds really strange to say it out loud because it was always in my head but there was always I had um you know guides around me and I've always seen um colors like orbs and colors and um so like I've always believed in angels around me and I feel that that's what's guided me through my travel mm -hmm. you know and um, I had a lady and a man and the lady I always used to call the lady, which I think sometimes now is my higher self. Um, uh, but yeah, so I've always had this affinity with angels, not knowing. I think sometimes when you choose to paint angels, it kind of sounds so like as a product, but it's always been like a part of my life, you know, yeah. um, I live in that world. I think as my mum used to say, you know, a bit of a daydreamer, you know, dream world. But it's yeah. not really for me. It's a reality, you know. I feel yeah. these energies. I feel these um, beings, you know, around. And um, especially when I'm healing other people, when I used to do healing, you know, I used to find the presence of someone would come through. And, and I didn't know what it was. It was just, you know, part of who I am. And to be honest, I thought everybody felt it or saw it and had it, you know, um, it's only when you start discussing things with people, it might not always be the, you know, the reality, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so for me, I felt, you know, painting angels, I feel like at this point in time, everybody needs an angel. Everyone needs something to remind them to connect so if you buy an angel you put it in your bedroom when you look at the angel that speaks to you it either reminds you to connect with in or the divinity or the universe or just to take a moment to breathe yeah. 
And I think that's what I really want the art to do um, and the angels is to help people connect. You know, it's, it's, I think it's really important that we connect at this point in time in the world where everything's so busy on the outside is go within and have that connection and, and feel that, you know, feel that you're guided, feel that you're, you know, you're not alone. I think that's really important as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to somebody else um, about, um, you know, there's such an increase in loneliness at the moment mm. because lots of people are working more from home um and yeah I mean I think that's really powerful if a piece a piece of art can help you feel more connected to yourself to mm. your space to um another energy then you know that's actually something that helps your your mental well-being and your your happiness yeah no I absolutely agree I think um that loneliness really comes from a place of disconnect and that's disconnect to our true self, our authentic self, because when we are fully connected, it really doesn't really matter what is going on in the outside world so much, um, obviously going to work and stuff. But when you have that inner connection and that inner knowing and that inner self-love, yeah. it's it's really hard to feel lonely in that space, you know, because there's yeah. always someone out there Um so I think that is because, like you say, people are working from home, but it's they're still being external with that. And it's, yeah. it's, it's not maybe as fulfilling to the soul, their soul. Yeah. Um, so finding that authentic self and really, really going deep and connecting. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's uh, I think that the loneliness pandemic is really from that, uh, you know, I mean, they say it kills more people than I don't know, flu or something, you know, or I don't know, we, I'm never yeah. good at sort of things like that. But, you know, yeah, I think it's a, a, a really big disconnect in life at the moment, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And that just reminded me of um, when I told people I was going to be doing my Vipassana, they're like, well, how could you go and be silent for 10 days and won't you be lonely and everything? I mean, gosh not speaking and being lonely were the furthest things from my mind when I was then that there was not a single moment when I felt lonely at all um and just I think some of that was having all those other people you know a couple of hundred people around you that are in the on the same journey and you're not talking to them and you're not actually engaging with them because there's no eye contact but you as a collective whole you feel loved and connected and supported um and I just think that is is so powerful and really hard to explain unless you've actually experienced it um and there's a there's a difference between being alone and being lonely yeah Um, I think alone I always used to say to people it's all one yeah you you break up the word it's actually comes from the word word all one was lonely isn't and I think um vipassana or any kind of meditation um you know is a really way a really deep way of connecting with the self because you know as you know you sit there for 10 days in silent for 10 hours a day and you know there's parts of you that you don't even know might just get up or move but when you learn to master the mind and you're just observing the movement the body the mind and you get to that 10th day where there is that stillness and there is that sense of peace inner peace yeah I always used to say to people you cannot buy inner peace from a supermarket you cannot buy stillness you have to create that and then you know just try it you know and then you see how 
your life transforms. I mean, we all need reminders, you know, you know, and I people, you know, I don't sort of um, stay on track. I know when I haven't meditated and I'm so busy and I'm thinking, oh, yeah. I can't meditate. I don't have time. I've got to get up and get to the gym. And, and then I'm thinking, and then, you know, five days down the road, I'm thinking, you know, I feel out of sorts. It feels like I'm, at, I'm not aligned. Yeah. And I think the more you do it, like anything, you know when you're off. You know, it's like creating a recipe. You know, you've made a recipe years and years, and you leave one thing out, one ingredient, and you know it's just off. And I feel like that with the the meditation. You know, so I don't do it. I'm off. You know. Um, Yeah. Do you feel like that most of the time? Totally. Um, There are very few days I've had since I've had a regular practice where I've missed a day. Um, One of them was was recently when we went to London for the King's coronation because we were up so early. Normally I'd just get up earlier, but because there were lots of us in this one space, it was very hard to do that. But um, in the middle of the day when we were still waiting, um, I I sat down and I just sort of put my head sort of in my hands and created like a protective bubble around myself for five minutes. And I didn't sleep. I think everybody else thought I was probably sleeping, but I was just... Um, connecting and uh, meditating but just in this very different environment I think it really helped but I'd really missed not even having starting the day with it Um, yeah it makes such a big difference um when I I do say unless you've done it or um experienced it the reason why I think the 10 days is really good because you are able to go deep you know it's like a deep surgical operation of the mind you have to go deep um and I think you you come out with that experience rather than I mean but if you're if you have a very chatty mind I think the good thing is to do a guided meditation or a chakra yeah. meditation um, yeah but it is really informative of my life I mean it is the key like I mean I can't tell how many people in there you know I think half of mental um, illnesses um, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to sort of claim anything. But I, I feel because there was much more community in the old days. You know, there's much more, you know, when you're with your friends and you're playing outside and you have, you know, you're connected with nature. Like you say, we're so disconnected at the moment with society, especially after the lockdown, that it's pulling us away from um ourselves and the fun that we used to have you know interacting mm. a lot and everyone's so busy I mean yeah. I don't know I'm I'm very busy at the moment I don't like being a busy person because I like no. space I have to create space so I don't mind being busy at pockets but I have to have a lot of time when I'm not um yeah. just otherwise I can't be creative you know I don't yeah. know how you feel with your business as well it's just sort of you know yeah, well, I've been I've been leaning more into um, when I'm not feeling it, mm. not doing it, and not forcing it, and I think that's working a lot better for me um, at the moment. I mean, even an example of a, at the weekend having a trillion and one things I wanted to do, but I just wasn't feeling it, and some yeah. of that might have been because I'd just been on a really long run. Some of it just might have been it just wasn't the day. So I I really uh, reset my expectations of myself for the weekend yeah. and slowed properly down. Um, I had like two naps on on Sunday, but that's wow, what I felt it. like I needed. Mm. Um, I felt so much better because I did that. Um, but it's really hard when you're a, a hyper-achieving doer that is busy, busy, busy and very restless to lean into that and believe that everything will still be okay, but it will. So I just yeah. think it's it's really hard to do, but definitely worth doing. 
Yeah, no, I, I hear you with that. I think um, I think that for me, when things like that happen, I normally create a dialogue. So where's this coming from? Like, what yeah. what's the resistance here? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's that pattern from I need to do this. So who am I trying to prove to, to others or myself? You know, and if you can dialogue with the self and go back to that and initial yeah. create, you know, pattern where that was started. But I think sometimes we're so hard, especially when you run your own business, it's it's like you don't want to take your foot off the pedal, but sometimes no. if you don't, you can burn out, and that's yeah. not a place to be, especially yeah. if you've been in that corporate environment, um, which you know I haven't been, so that's lucky for me. You know, in that world, yeah. I've been in the art world and run my own galleries, but I wouldn't say I've been in that corporate yeah. high achiever sort of mode. Yeah. I just, I'm just, I'm just not driven like that. No, <laughs> for my mental thing is like, how can I create something beautiful, like and like that's all I'm thinking about like like or I want to see flowers and you know or the sunshine and so yeah my mind maybe you know I did work in advertising right at the beginning of you know when I was about 18 or 20 I can't remember and um yeah I don't really see that anymore that kind of but I think running your own I'm a perfectionist so um that's kind of sometimes a little bit yeah. difficult like into detail and I need yeah. to step back and go like it's okay you know yeah um yeah. But that's that can be with anyone that runs their own business, I think, and being creative as well. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So um, we've been talking for over half an hour already. So I just <laughs> time flies. It always does, doesn't it? Um, tell me or tell us a little bit about um, how people can find your art and be inspired by your art. Oh, yeah. Um, well, visit the website, www.aisha hyphen art.com or follow yeah. me on instagram which is more about everything that's happening now and um you know what instagram's like so that's at aisha underscore art or you can drop me an email and i always love chatting you know if you want to find an angel that's right for you or commission an angel that's you know we tune into someone's energy field and bring through an angel i'm more than happy to do that as well i love doing that that's you know really yeah, that sounds fun. great yeah. And that's one of your angels behind you. Um, and we yeah. were talking before we suppressed oh. record that we're, we're colour matching with, with your angels. I know, you've got the pinks on and I've got the blues. We yeah. didn't even plan this. Or did you get my memo? <laughs> I, got, I got your memo from, from the angel. She came really? and tapped my shoulder yes. and I was standing yeah. in front of the wardrobe this morning. Yeah, I actually would like a nice bright colour today. So that's that what we went for. <laughs> you know, I nearly wore my pink as well. So I'm glad we did the complimentary. That's such a nice pink as well yeah no I love it it's a bit of sunshine a bit of sunshine well, thank day. you so much for having me it's been really fun talking and catching up again yeah pleasure and thank you for joining us see you soon yeah take care thanks bye Aisha bye.